Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where two rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I'm the chameleon for the second time this week. That's right. It's, 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 it's so special. It's Origin Week. We're very excited. And uh, yeah, you got to love it. Yeah, I love it. Well, all right, Griffo, as we said, a uh, big edition tonight. We had the special edition earlier on in the week, uh, re- previewing Origin. Uh, tonight, we're going to review Origin. Again, unfortunately, Shane's not on deck with us to, to do so. But, um, geez, plenty to talk about with last night's game. Um, I think that, uh, from what I've heard, uh, each night at uh, 6.50pm, they're going to hold a one-minute silence in uh in Queensland to commemorate the thrashing that was last night's origin game. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if uh, Anastasia is asking for a refund of the 8 million that she uh lobbed into the NRL coffers. I'd like yeah. to officially thank her as a New South Welshman for fitting the bill so that we could watch them yeah. belt Queensland in Queensland. Right. I didn't care too much for her before last night, to be honest, but uh, thanks, Anastasia. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, honorary uh, mention uh, this week on the podcast. And um, look, we'll, we'll probably talk mostly in the first part of the podcast, Griffo, about last night's match. Uh, obviously, later on in the, um, the podcast, we're going to have our usual grab uh, the gaff, and then we're going to preview all of the action that's coming up in round 14 of the Telstra Premiership. But uh, first off, we'll have to talk about the uh, the origin that took place last night up at Townsville in front of 27,500 people. Uh, it was a really nice fast track as we expected. And uh, as I mentioned, the Blues, 50 points to six winners over the Queensland Maroons. Um, for the Blues... We saw tries, uh, well, Trebojevic got three, To'o got a couple, Latrell Mitchell got a couple, uh, Saifidi also got over the line as well. Uh, in the With the boot, Nathan Cleary was perfect, seven from seven, and Latrell Mitchell also kicked one. Uh, for the Maroons, uh, Kurt Capewell got over the line just before half time to give them a bit of a glimmer of getting back into the game with Val Holmes converting, but it wasn't to be for the um, for the Maroons. Such a dominant performance for the Blues. Few question marks over some of the selections, but it's really, um, it was really clear that 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 everyone earned their spot in the team last night, and the, the Blues were simply fantastic, Griffo. Yeah, they were. Um, it's good to see. Like, uh, I guess we, we both tip New South Wales. Uh, and, and, and you know, to be honest, we, I think we always tip New South Wales, but yeah, I think it was a feeling that you know we both really thought they're going to win this game. Um, Queensland uh, usually play above our expectations, uh, and I'm taking out there the the years where they were dominant with you know your Cameron Smiths and your Slaters and your yeah. Thurstons and so on, Greg Inglis. Um, even then, I, I would I did tip New South Wales, but that was with the heart, you know. 
Um, there was the odd, well, sometimes I thought, you know, yeah, we're going to beat them this time, but usually we didn't. Um, but I do think we've got a better side than what they've got at the moment and we have had for a couple of years. Um, last year, of course, that didn't work out that way. The, you know, better side or not on paper didn't work. But last night, uh, the better side on paper was also the better side on the field. And they just had too many guns for Queensland. And, um, yeah, it... You know, we talked about this a couple of nights ago that you know we thought that New South Wales certainly had the edge in the back line, mm. and and possibly you know we you know, we sort of thought you know if the New South Wales forwards can hold Queensland, we the back line will will get us at the game. But as it turned out, the New South Wales forwards also dominated uh, the Queensland six, and uh, yeah, the backs just ran riot. Yeah, they, they they really did, Griffo. And and one of the players that um, we talked a bit about earlier on in the week, uh, Penrith's Brian Toto, a lot of people were wondering whether his form from Penrith would actually translate through into the Origin Arena. He was also fantastic last night with his uh, characteristic running metres. He ended up with 233 running metres, 94 post-contact metres, and um, two tries on the wing. Um, one of which from a great ball from uh, from Sims, where he still had a bit to do. Uh, he was he was just brilliant in his first game, and I think he's one of those players that we'll see a lot more of in the blue uh, going forward. Well, you, you think so? Um, Brian Tottles, one of these guys that has come through the the New South Wales uh, Blues pathways, you know, in in the younger age groups. And um, and I think Freddie coached, would have coached him in, in some of those sides. Yeah, you know um, guys like um, Tom Trevojevich, Latrell Mitchell, uh, I think Nathan Cleary, Payne Haas. I think all these guys, and, and I, I might be wrong on one or two, though, but uh, quite a number of this team have come through those pathway systems and represented, uh, you know. Junior Blues, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I remember seeing his name there as, as you know, under 18s or whatever. And I, I, at that stage, I'd never seen him play. So, but he's been, uh, you know, he's worn a blue jersey before, just not the real blue jersey that uh, that we all see. But um, so, he's been a good player f- from a young age. Um, he's still young. He's still a good player. And um, yeah, he he certainly looked the part last night, uh, as did Jerome Luai, for that yeah. matter. Yeah, I, um, I agree. And and they're, they're they're two players when we talk about these pathways that have been put into place. Jerome Luai and Brian Toto were a part of that emerging Blues squad that we um, we heard about right at the start of the year. You know, at the end of uh, January, I think they got together. These pathways are starting to to, I suppose, bear fruit in a sense that um, Brad Fittler's seeing these players early, seeing these players with potential and um, showing that he's got a lot of confidence in the stars of the future. I'll be honest with you, Griffo, I was I was a bit sceptical. I wasn't sure whether Jerome Luai would be able to um, take the form he's had at Penrith and demonstrate that in the Origin Arena. But I think the way in which they... 
they managed his role the other night. Um, I, I thought that was brilliant, and I actually think that he had um, a really positive contribution to the blue side. Yeah, look, I, you know, I guess there were a lot of people who were sceptical because I hadn't seen him play at that level before. Um, from the interviews I've heard from him post-match, he, he was actually pretty confident, um, as was uh, his partner, Nathan Cleary, he was quite phenomenal. confident. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's a confident player, Jerome Luai, who's, you know, he's all, from the first time I saw him play, I thought this guy's, you know, got some ability. He was, um, he was just a, a skinny young lad at that time. And you thought, is that guy, you know, is he, yeah, I can see he's got attacking ability. He's got this great step. You know, he can beat a, beat a man or, you know, boy, so, um, but is he going to be up to the rigors of, you know, playing against men? Um, but he's, he's, he's certainly, a, a, he's bulked up quite considerably since, you know, those early days. But, but um, yeah, he, uh, he looked very much at ease last night. Um, he, yeah, he, he and Cleary combined very well and were happy to uh, leave the limelight to the guys wearing three and four. Mm. Um, those uh, those two stars shone extremely brightly, and and in part you've got you you've got to say that you know that uh, the job of the halves in getting good quality ball to them played a role in that. And and we talked again we talked about that that you know you've got these guys out there they have got to get the ball and then they certainly did and um, you know Cleary and both Cleary and Luai were making line breaks uh, in that second half. And um, whenever they did, there was a Tommy Turbo or a Latrell Mitchell there, or or a you know um, or a Teddy there to to be there, and it, and, it, and they ended up resulting in six points every time uh, yeah. a break was made by by the halves. Um, the other guys were there to to finish it off. Yeah, and you could just about argue that um, yeah, within that New South Wales side. You mentioned the three and four. You've got Latrell Mitchell, Tom Trebojevic. Um, but we know that, you know, they've played centre at this level. But but really, with Tedesco, Mitchell and Trebojevic, you've got three of the best centres in the game. Uh, sorry, the three of the best fullbacks in the game, two of them playing centre. There's just so much quality in this back line. And we could just about argue um, either Trebojevic or Latrell Mitchell could have been named men of the match for... Uh, for, for this game, they were both absolutely phenomenal. Oh, they were. Um, they were at their best. And those two at their best are better than anyone's going to come up against them. It's as simple as that. As Tina Turner would say, they're better than all the rest. They're better than all those. Uh, were, they were <laughs> simply the best, and they were certainly better than, than the other guys out there. But, yeah... And I, I've I've spent a lot of hours since that game finished last night, mm. sort of watching um, you know highlights, watching replays, and listening to various or seeing things on on the television. 
about the game. I like to do that when we win. <laughs> that's on Yeah, that's lose, right. Yeah, it's I, more fun. It's more fun to look yeah. at all the media and watch yeah, the highlights. I, and yeah, I, yeah. You know, when we lose, I'm, I'm, TV goes off. I don't want to be honest about that. Yeah, that's fair. But, um, yeah. Um, so look, the challenge lays ahead. Um, the challenge is to be able to reproduce that sort of game. Um, the thing that, that you mentioned, um, they're wearing a three and a four, and they're amongst the best number ones in the game. Uh, they didn't play that uh, modern role of a, a left side center and a right side center, though. Tommy had a, a roving commission. He bobbed up on the other side of the field, and, and indeed, what, what we've possibly never seen... Um, uh, in decades is in the one game, one center um, setting up a try was try assist to the other center. Yeah. And likewise, you know, it went the other way as well. You don't see that. So they're playing a de- very, very different game of rugby league. And it's an exciting game. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Uh, but very different to what sides have been coached to do for a few decades now. Um and Queensland couldn't couldn't match it. No, they they, they just couldn't match it. Um, that they, they they were beaten all over the park. We we went all we went through the sides the other day, and we said you know the back line's definitely going to um going to dominate. There's a lot of points in this back line. We were very hopeful that that would come to uh, fruition and uh, put points on the board. And we saw that with 50 points being scored. The forward pack, though, there was a big battle there we were expecting, and the mobile pack on the fast track, uh, they really, really enjoyed the uh, conditions the other night. But also, to um, you know, not only that, they were very strong in defence. Uh, guys like Cam Murray, um, yeah, Isaiah Yo, outstanding. Yeah, Murray. Murray, I think, was one of the best uh, best forwards. And um, look, th- there's no one really in this side that you could say, geez, they, there needs to be a change or, you know, that they're, they're going to lose their spot. I think if anyone was to lose their spot in this New South Wales side, especially after a 50 to six win, they would be very unlucky. But we also have to remember Griffo. Um, all of us had Angus Crichton in our initial, well, 13, really. I, I had him as one of the no, first back sure. rows picked. First, first back row picked, of course. Um, as far as I'm aware, he's going to be eligible for the second game. I know we want, don't want to talk about negatives, but I think a lot of the conversation leading up to the uh, the second game in Brisbane might be um, one of these one of these blokes in the fourth pack might be unlucky and lose their spot to Crichton. Well, possibly, I I don't think they will unless there's injury or suspension. That's a big I, call. I, 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 look, I I think. I think Freddie will stick with the same 17 unless, as I said, injury or suspension intervenes. And, and the reality is, in the NRL, you know, these things happen. True. It's a big hypothetical because between now and then you might see um, see someone get, get suspended, especially now with the crackdown, the, uh, the sim bins, on report, so on yeah. and so forth. But really... It over- wasn't such a big crackdown last night. There were a few things there that... No... Um, yeah, you'd have to say like 
the shoulder charge, um, Carl felt he copped a fine. Yep. Yeah, there's actually yep. um, there's actually a few uh, head scratches in regards to that, and I, I'll I'll talk about one in particular later on, uh, in in detail. Moving to the to the Maroons now. Last night was an absolute disaster to to lose fifty points to six. Um, yeah, okay. It was in Queensland, but in any game, regardless of where it's played. Where do Queensland go from here, Griffo? And I know you probably don't care, but, you know, they've got some soul-searching to do because there's no clear-cut um, blokes waiting in the wings. When they when they announced their team, it's not as though we said, oh, geez, there were half a dozen blokes that are playing in form that need to come in. Um, obviously, Caelan Ponga, um, if he's fit, he'll be in this side. I mean, where, where, what do you think about Queensland moving forward? Where, I mean, they have to improve in a lot of areas, but um, they've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, they have. Um, there'll be a couple of players who'll come in. Uh, Josh Papali'i will yep. come in. Um, Christian Welch was, was there for 12 minutes. They, they missed him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he will, um, you'd expect he left very early. He'll be fine, but uh, you know he um, he's a very very important part of that team. Um, and they they missed him as they missed him in game two last year. Um, when he's not there, they struggle in the forwards. Um, so those two guys, uh, well, I mean Welsh was there, but effectively. Hardly saw any game time. Hmm. Um, so you're going to start with Papali and Welch, and you, you expect they're going to not, you know, not going to get injured, but these things can happen. And Ponga, as you said, um, the other possibility is is Ben Hunt on the bench. Mm. We we're even talking the other night about the possibility of him playing this first game. Yeah, Didn't, yeah, uh... I was a little surprised that he wasn't there, um, but you know. All the more reason, I guess they're probably going to think, "Gee, we maybe we should pick him because mm. while AJ Brimson is a, a highly talented player, um, it would seem that Harry Grant is not going to go eighty minutes at the best of what Harry Grant can produce." Yeah, um, uh, yeah, but uh, it was a blunder from the coach. You got to say it—a selection blunder in sending Reed Marnie home. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. You know, to, to pick him... That was bizarre. Yeah, like, I would have thought, you know, Reed Marnie's going to start, and then you're going to have Harry Grant, who hasn't played for quite a number of weeks and has not played an 80-minute game of rugby league um, since 2020, at some stage, when he played for the West Tigers. Mm. Hasn't played 80 minutes of, of rugby league. So this, this guy was... Um, you're asking him to do something he's not done for, I don't know, six months or so. Maybe, no, more. Yep. Um, and coming back from a hamstring yeah. injury. I mean, that's, yeah. In the hardest that's, and fastest game of the yeah, year. That's just that's a selection, a, yeah. out and out selection blunder. Yeah, I think um, it, it'll be interesting to see how this series uh, pans out. But if you're, if you're Paul Green, you're already feeling a bit of the pressure and you're... Um, you know, it, it is going to be tough moving forward. Big pressure for 
for Queensland moving into the second game, coming off this big loss, uh, especially looking for, for something in attack. Uh, but it's very rare in an Origin game that we see the statistics in regards to line breaks are 10 to 1. The only line break for the Queensland side came from Kurt Capewell uh, for his try. So, look, it was a... One of the great albums, 10 to 1. 10 to 1. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, like, we, we, look, it was, it was a great game if you're a blue. Um, there was plenty happening in the game. And, uh, look, we might pick out something specific for the, uh, for the listeners at home to uh, go back and have a look at in the replay. Uh, and I might ask you, Griffo, what you got for Griffo's Grab. Griffo, there's probably about 50 things that could have grabbed your eye last yeah. night. Yeah, there, there was several. Um, I'm going to go for 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 Turbo. I'm going for Tommy Turbo, um, who was, Phenomenal. I believe, the man of the match. Yep. Um, he he was too good, basically. Amazing. Um, we talked about his exploits for the sea eagles this year and how that team has basically completely changed they're a the different team they are it's, they are, are a different team i can't remember a team where one player makes such a difference yeah i don't think there's well there may have been one in the past but but not in recent memory no um and he wasn't there last year for new south wales um, and we missed him because he was outstanding in uh, in 2019. Uh, we he had that. I think he was man of the match over in Perth as well. I, I might be wrong there, but when he scored three tries over in Perth, yeah, in 2019, first player yeah. first player ever in Origin to score three tries twice, I believe. Mm. Um, so it's created uh, some history. It's not just like. You know, he, he he just had to catch and and, and uh, you know fall over the line. Like, although in some of those tries, that's essentially what he did. But he put himself in the right position. He was just a danger, not not just the try scoring, but he was making ground, um, just carting the ball up. Um, and I tell you, Latrell was pretty similar. He wasn't far behind. Um, so Turbo, he went on uh, 20 runs as a centre, 215 metres. Now, that's uh, something you don't see from a centre. No. Um, but again, he wasn't just sticking to the left side or the right. He was playing both sides. Um, it's almost yeah. like having another fullback there, really. You know, well, he's, he's, got that, yeah. he's got that ability to play um, you know, either side of the ruck and... And it, and it really uh, helped the uh, the Blues create something many yeah. times. Yeah, look, I'm just looking through the stats of of uh, both he and Latrell, and uh, in some areas, Latrell actually stat wise um, was better. Uh, Latrell's got two try assists. Turbo had one. Latrell's got ten tackle breaks. Turbo's got five. Um, Two to one line but, breaks. 
Yeah, Tries, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were both great. Oh, they were. Yeah. They were. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. It's 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 quite a centre pairing, really, isn't it? Um, they were both on, and and that, uh, the great uh, great thing for New South Wales was that when those guys are on, you're not losing. No, <laughs> no way, no, yeah, that's true. You've got that much talent and that much strike playing at, at their potential. And and this yeah. is similar to, to when you go back, you know, a, a few years when, when Queensland had that run. We're saying similar things about some of their Queensland players. Yeah. In particular, you know, Greg Inglis. Greg Inglis like, comes to mind, yes. But even, yeah. you know, when they had you know, Thurston in the halves, like those players playing to their potential, um, there's... The, you, you're gonna you're gonna win or go close. So, yeah, uh, superstars. I mean, I've heard a few comments that you know this back line is well, the the back five is is the best that New South Wales has ever had, and you know, I guess we'd probably want to see a bit more of it before we can, you know say that yes that is correct i mean on paper they they look that way mm. you got tedesco who f- for a number of years has been the best player in the world toto still new young but he can do things that f- from a, a a meter eating uh perspective that no one else in the game does latrell is He's a superstar, as is Turbo. I mean, they're they're, they're still young. All of these guys, yeah, that's pretty true. Pretty much. And then you got the best winger in the world in Josh Adokar. And, um, he had a good game last night, but you don't know it because no. he was just overshadowed. No, and a lot of the punters uh, are upset that he didn't get a try because a lot of them would have had him in the multi. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think if if a team scores, what, what we score eight tries, that Adokar's uh, going to win. The fox is going to get one, but. You know, that's not a slight on him. It's just, that's just what happened. But, like, all you've got to do, really, is get these guys the ball. And then points are going to, points are going to come. No, yeah, um, there's, there's too much class not to, not for the points not to flow. Yeah. So, you know, I I, th- I think it's got the makings of the best, uh, the best back five we've ever seen from a, a blue perspective. But this is one game, um, and while I very much enjoyed that one game, um, it's got to be uh, they go back it up in, in two and a half weeks. Yeah, and I, th- I think they will. Um, yeah, I, I think they will. Uh, it was a really impressive performance. Every player, every one of the seventeen can hold their head up and say, look, I, I gave it all. And, and uh, to be honest, this might well have been my biggest moment in the game for many of yeah. them. Um, because again, like the majority of these guys are quite young. Um, early to mid twenties for most of them. Uh, I think Tarek Sims, I'm not sure if he's hit 30, but he, he I would think he's probably the oldest guy in the team. I don't have any of those stats handy, but... Well, Tarek uh, Sims, he's uh, 31. Okay. 
Yeah, so yeah. I, I'd say definitely the oldest guy on the team. Yeah, Damien Cook was was late twenties or I think, but uh, yeah, the, Daniel Safit is still quite young. Jake Turbo is might be towards uh, later twenties. Murray's I think mid twenties. Isaiah Yo I think is about twenty six. Whiten's probably similar. Um, so it's a team that. Uh, that might be going around, certainly the bulk of them, f- for a few years, you'd think. But again, uh, like has happened in the past, sometimes as, as New South Wales fans, when we when we have a big win, uh, we, we start to think, well, here we go. We're going to have a run now. That's right, yeah. We did think that. And then last year, that run came to an end. Surprisingly, but it did come to an end. That's right. I was supposed so to be was, the worst Queensland team ever. Remember? Yeah, it didn't prove to be that way. But no, you know, when we before the series, everyone's coming out saying New South Wales going to win three nil. And to be honest, uh, you could mount a good argument for that at the time. But I guess we look back and say, well, there was no Latrell and there was no uh, Tommy Turbo. Uh, both. Mm. Both had injuries, and uh, the guys that were there, uh, we had Jack White and and Clint Gutherson, who were, had outstanding seasons last year. White was the Dali M Player of the Year, and I think Gutherson was uh, was the runner up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, those two, while while they're excellent players, they they're not in the class of, of Luttrell and Turbo. Um, so there's the difference, I think. Yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned, um, you know, some of the ages of those players. Uh, Damian Cook, uh, he's 29. Jake Trebojevic, 27. So you still got a, um, you know, a few years in Trebojevic there as one of the leaders. And the interesting thing as well to, to have a look at, for those who are starting to talk about this back line as the possible you know, best backline ever for New South Wales. Uh, you, you know, I, I think a lot of us have to think about some of the great teams of the past. And just off the top of my head, I, I, I thought, oh, you know, around 94, which I think was the um, the year that uh, Mal Meninga was finishing up. And I think they uh, the, the Blues ended up winning games two and three to, to spoil the party. I was just looking at the backline from uh, the series in 1994. And have a listen to this for a backline, Griffo. You've got Tim Brasher at fullback, Andrew Eddinghausen and Brett Mullins on the wings, Brad Fittler and Paul McGregor are the centres, and Laurie Daly and Ricky Stewart were the halves. That's not a bad line-up either, is it, mate? Oh, that's good. <laughs> but, you know, this, this team could go on a bit of a run. Obviously, yeah, you look. know, this team the year after got beaten by Fatty's Maroons. There's what, what we're saying is this is the top level, this is the pinnacle, there's been some great players... And these blokes last night, a lot of them went from being quality first graders to being able to cut it at the top level. And it's really exciting for a lot of those young blokes and for the New South Wales fans. I guess we we can't really put judgment on it for a few years at least. But yeah, on I, I would say that on paper, I'd take I'd take this back line over the one you just mentioned. There you go. But big... those, guys, you know, those guys had the runs on the board. They, they were That's a very right. strong side. Um, 
That's a big rap for these guys. Brad Fittler and Laurie Daly, uh, you know, they're up there with the all-time greatest uh, New South Wales players, along with along with Joey Johns, I think. Yeah, no, so, some, um, I think there's some great greats in the making in this uh, yeah. in this team. And look, before we go on to actually talk about the NRL games, um, I want to just stay on Origin and. There was something that uh, caught my eye last night, and it wasn't a Griffo's grab. Uh, and as you'd imagine, always for Graham, um, I'm in the game of gaffes. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, it was a it was a bit of a tough one to think about it, but um, yeah, I ended up with one. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was watching the game and I was thinking afterwards and I thought, oh, look, you know, usually we like it. Like last week where Jermaine Asako lets the ball go and, you know, Dufty came through and scored. And we always like when, um, you know, someone does something a bit silly. And I was thinking the silliest thing, I, I thought last night, the silliest thing I've seen on a footy field for a while. And it wasn't something that uh, I noticed significantly. I saw it when we were watching the game, but it wasn't until I saw the highlights later. And that was um, an act by Cam, um, Cameron Munster on uh, Liam Martin as Martin was getting up. And if you haven't seen this, you'll, you'll definitely be able to find it online and have a look at some of the footage of it. Effectively, if I was to describe it, it's um, Liam Martin's getting up and Cameron Munster just basically got up and he's given him a kick in the guts while he's on all fours. Now... That was my gaff until I heard that uh, the match review committee have basically given him a fine for that. And that's the standard they want to set for that sort of behavior, especially in a game where we've got more eyeballs on it than ever. Um, I, I don't know, Griffo, if you recall seeing that incident or whether you've yeah, seen much. I've seen it um, when I got home last night. Ordinary. Uh, so yeah, we got on Facebook. A lot of people posted that on there. Yeah. Um, so it's <laughs> it's been widely publicised, not just in social media, but in the standard media as well. And yeah, it's not a good look. Um, and uh, yeah, and one of the one of the programs I listened to, um, they made a point of saying that he did the same thing in the. Grand final on, uh, I think it was Joey Manu. Um, he did. Might have been. So, I, I think Munster's great. Uh, obviously, he's, he's an amazing player, but, you know, he's, he's a knockabout sort of a guy. He's not, he's not a robot. Um, but you can't be doing that. What are your thoughts in regards to that being worth, you know, 1150 bucks? Especially when we've seen, um, you know, some we've seen a lot of suspensions so far this year with with this crackdown, so on and so forth. I mean, he's entered the early guilty plea today. Um, it's cost him just over a grand, and he's and he's good to go. Uh, are we happy with the with the fine for this one? Because if you ask me, I reckon that's worth some time on the sidelines. I think I've seen worse things that are getting time on the sidelines. The problem is, Graham, inconsistency. And we're seeing that across the board in a lot of areas, the, the inconsistency. Um, we talk about it a lot. We see the match review committee, and, and I, I don't want to go down the path of players being protected species and so on and so forth. We know 
if you've got a record, it comes into play. I worry that if that was a that was a different player, um, he could have been seeing a lot of a lot of times on the a lot of time on the sideline. I don't know. I don't know, Graham. Uh, we saw Kafusi get off a trip to, to actually be able to play yeah. in this game. Well, I, I, I can't follow it. Yeah. You know? I, I just I just want the consistency. I want and I want for the fans to be able to have some sort of clear guideline, so that you know the worrying thing is you could sit there watching the game with half a dozen uh, mates on the um, you know watching on the TV, and everyone's got a bit of a different opinion, and those different opinions are basically derived from the fact that there's so much inconsistency within the match review committee, match review committee, and the the punishments being handed down. Um, I don't know. It, it seems to be a bit of a lucky dip sometimes, from my point oh, of view. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Like, obviously, I'm, uh, they must have different people looking at these things on the match review committee, because you get some really interesting uh, decisions about. Okay, we think this guy's going to get two weeks. This guy's got a copper fine. This guy, guy's going to get four weeks for that. You know, uh, and sometimes it's hard to see. The difference, yeah. Yet the the penalties are, are substantially different. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, monster. It got off really lightly, in my uh, in my opinion. Um. To to be not missing even a game. And the, um, the the interesting thing about the fine system, and I like the fine system because I don't want to see players miss a game if they don't deserve it. So you'll you'll have minor incidents. Fines, great. But what also baffles me, in a sense, is he pays this, you know, thousand buck fine, whatever it is, is eleven hundred and fifty. He's got no carryover points from that. He's got a clean slate, and you get a situation now. I know it's a bit different with you know the Fodawaka situation, where he's got the, you know, they calculate the points. He's got one hundred and forty-two points. He gets a match, but he's also sitting on, you know, forty-two points, which is effectively a match and a half. It, uh, I, I can't make sense of it. I mean, you know, Kyle, Kyle Felt ended up with a $1,600 fine. He got fined more for the um, for the uh, contact to the head on Murray. It's I know they want to crack down with contact to the head and whatnot, but... Um, but then they're not. That's the thing, Graham. Like, one one week they are in Magic Round. Magic, we're going to have a crackdown. Yep, they made everyone disappear and to the bin. The crack seems to have come back together and there's no crack anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 we won't make sense of it. You, you can't could, apply logic to a logical this, situation. It, you just go around in circles, like yeah. Like I, I come from an era back in the eighties when they had a guy called Jim Coleman's take over the judiciary. He sat people out for fifteen months. Yeah, twelve months, and this was you know. This was this had to happen. Like I was still reasonably young back then, and I, I didn't mind watching the, some of the thuggery, um, <laughs> and that's what it was. Um, yeah. But you know, um, so, well, oh, that's a judiciary there. there. Yeah, they're just they're calling you in. Yeah. Um, Sound like you're at the RSL then for a second, mate. Well. No, the, <laughs> um, the the thing is, um, 
that that was it was it was a different time but it changed the game to to a large extent hmm. um 15 months i think it was bob cooper who cuz i back in those days i, I saw it was early 80s i was still a follower of the of the western suburbs magpies and um he hit a guy um i think the guy's poor fellow's name was lee pomfret from the illawarra steelers and he he, he smashed him like he, <laughs> he he did some damage and he got rubbed out for 15 months um uh, which i think got 12 months i think might i'm not sure if it was the elbow in the state of origin to daryl broman broke his jaw but these sort of things they deserved well they had to get rid of that sort of stuff um and i think that's what jim coleman's said was it was it something like that it was acts like these must be obliterated from the game so i'll begin by obliterating you i think that's yeah, the famous well, I mean, uh quote yeah um we've never seen anything like it since um now a long penalty is like eight weeks i can't remember anyone getting more than eight weeks so there was some i think george george burgess he copped it was oh, a second offence, though, for the gouge, or yeah, there was an eye gouge. He got a long one, um, but it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like eight months. I think it was um, nine nine matches he got. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing too. Like you don't you don't see those those big ones, and, and like you said, like it's you know, and I mean, other ones I can remember, you know, and we're probably going back. A little while now like even close to oh, i wouldn't be 20 years maybe 15 years ago i remember greg bird getting about 10 weeks for um kneeing shane martini um yeah that was a know, bad one that, yeah, that yeah. was a bad one in that, <laughs> just lined him up yeah um yeah like there's there's some of these you know these, these longer ones but we don't we don't really see that anymore and i think that's a good thing um but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. You just want some consistency because, you know, obviously we don't want, um, you know, big suspensions like those 10-week ones, you know, the 12-week James Graham one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, and I mean, look, I know I'm going back a little while. The other really long one I can think of was absolutely disgusting act was Denny Williams back in, yep. I don't know, the yep. early 2000s. That, that I think was about... 18 matches from, from memory. You, you don't see that sort of stuff in the game anymore. And yeah, they've done a good good uh, job at, at wiping it out. But when you see all that work that's gone into the game and a bloke kick another bloke in the in the guts while he's on all fours getting up to play the ball and they say, oh, you know, a thousand buck fine, which is chump change for him, mate. That's a big, that's oh, a, that's, that's yeah, a big night that's out a... with his, with his um, you know, with his mates. Yeah, well, you got fifteen grand to, for playing the game last night, so you know, yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, the match it's a fraction of his match fee was about ten percent easily. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I think it's a little bit of a it's a bit of a joke, really. These these tap on the 
Slap, slap on the wrist, mate. Uh, yep. Yep. Oh, well, we might as well start talking about some footy then, Griff. We might as well get right in the thick of it. Origin was um, was massive last night, but, uh, you know, in the, in the wake of all that, we've actually got uh, eight games of rugby league starting again tomorrow night uh, on uh, Friday. We're recording this on Thursday, which is a little bit different given the origin. But uh, we might get into this week's uh, preview of the NRL Round 14. Sounds good. All right. Well, there's kickoff for the round. And kicking off the round this week on Friday at 6 p.m., we have the Manly Seagulls hosting the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, there is a bit of team news in regards to the impacts from Origin. Uh, Tom Trebojevic, who we talked about being um, instrumental in the victory last night for the Blues, he's going to be rested, and I think that's a well-earned rest. He did plenty last night. Um, interestingly enough, his job at fullback will be covered by Dylan Walker, who's returning from a hamstring injury, which means Cade Cust is going to join the bench, uh, as we saw earlier on in the week when the teams were announced Walker was in the number 14 jersey. Uh, the other reps from Origin for Manly, Cherry Evans and Jake Trebojevic will both both back up. Uh, Kieran Foran makes his return at 5'8 after the hand injury. And they're also expecting um, younger brother Ben Trebojevic, uh, the, the youngest of the three Trebojevic's in this squad, to play after passing his concussion protocols during that bye period, which was uh, good timing for him. For the Cowboys, uh, Kyle Felt, he's not going to play for the Cowboys after last night's Origin game. Um, he's got a bit of lower back bruising. Justin O'Neill's coming back from a knee injury. He's going to replace Felt. Um, there's a bit of conjecture as to whether he's going to be in the centres or on the um, the wing, but we'll soon find out. We do know that Valentine Holmes will back up from Origin and Cohen Hess is going to start in the second row, um, having been in the squad for Queensland, but he actually didn't take any part in the game. The Seagulls, we know, have been in good form, Griffo. They are missing that key player. I even mentioned it tonight. Um, I don't know if the Manly fans like it when I say that they're a one-man team, but he's very instrumental in this team. He's a big part of this team. He is missing, and we know that Dylan Walker has had his challenges at fullback in the past. Yeah. I find this one a really hard game to pick. Um, Manly lost their last game, and Tommy Turbo was there, um, I think, against the Knights, which was quite a surprise. Um, they were also missing uh, Schuster that day, and as I look through the list, he's not there as well. Um, my head sort of sort of saying the Cowboys. Uh, I always have trouble tipping the Cowboys. So oh, it's, it's hard. To, it's hard to, to to have faith in the in that team, isn't it? But look, they they've been in good form, but. I, I just keep tipping against them and, and, and tending to uh, it tends to cost me. But and people haven't realised just how much the Cowboys have crept up the ladder. I should have mentioned this is sixth versus seventh. Both teams are on fourteen points with a six wins, six loss record. The winner of this game is going to have more wins than losses. Yeah, it's it's a crucial game. Um, the winner, as you say, really sets them up for. You know, a tilted uh, 
cementing a spot in the in the top eight. And I think the winner of this game will definitely make the top eight. They might even both make it, but I I, I am going to tip the Cowboys. Um, I just think a manly side without Tommy Turbo. Mm. We they did beat the Warriors by a field goal earlier in the year, if, uh, the week before Turbo came back. And and they're still still looks a decent side on on paper, but um, yeah, the the other guy for mine who was real important to them is Schuster, and he's not there either. So uh, Foran's there, but you know, Kieran Foran ten twelve years ago uh, he was outstanding, but there's a long way from that Kieran Foran these days. Mm. Question mark. I've actually a couple of question marks I've got on the Cowboys. One is Justin O'Neill, who's come in for Felt. I don't know that Justin, you know, Justin, I think, did play for Australia, maybe, and certainly played for Queensland, but I, it's a while ago, and I, I don't know that he's been the, in the greatest form for probably four or five years. Um, David Bowen's in the centres. He, you know, he must be going okay. He keeps getting picked. Um, but the big question mark is about Tom Dearden at number seven, who's who's coming. He's playing his first game for the Cowboys. Yeah, Clifford was going really well, and there's been a bit of a you know a bit of a switcheroo. Well, not total switcheroo because um, Dearden's come in from the Broncos and Clifford's going to the Knights, but. They were they were looking really good. That um, that spine of of Holmes, Drinkwater, Clifford, and Reese Robson. But um, gee, changing your, your completely new number seven. He's been up there for one or two weeks. I, I don't know that we saw too much at the Broncos that made you thought, gee, what what player he is. But it'd be interesting, interesting. Um, Cherry Evans, the opposite number seven, backing up after last night. Um, he's got to he's got to lead the way for Manly. They got to win. Uh, but I, I, I just even though it's at now, Graham, it's called Four Pines Park. Yep. Um, is this Brookvale or is this some other ground I don't know of? Because it was Lotto Land there. Um, even as recently as uh, something I had up earlier this evening. Um, so I don't know whether there's been a change of sponsor. There, there has been, yeah. So it is... Um, okay, Brookvale so it's no longer Oval. Lotto Land. No longer Lotto Land. All right. So um, Four Pines Park. Yep. Okay. they got to plant Four Pines up on top of the hill there just to... Well, I hope the... Yeah. Uh, I hope if they do plant a Four Pines tree that... Uh, that it does grow beer because uh, it's the Four Pines Brewery that's uh, okay. that's sponsoring them. So if they could plant a beer tree up the back right. of Brookvale, I tell you what, I'd be at every Manly game. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, but, uh, but for me, it's Cowboys. Uh, which way are you going? Oh, this is a tough one, isn't it? Um, gee whiz. Um, this is tough. Normally, I'd I'd pick Manly, but the um, the Origin Week has thrown up a few a few questions here. Dylan Walker at fullback. If Trebojevic was there, I'd feel a lot more comfortable tipping Manly. 
And, you know, I'll look at the other side. The other player that's backing up, you've got Valentine Holmes there. I was having a look at um, some of his statistics going into this game and because I've been interested to, to try and cover the impact he's had for the, um, the Cowboys. Just from watching, I felt like, you know, he's got a lot of errors in his game. And when I when I looked up the um, the uh, NRL for the most errors, Valentine Holmes is actually leading that stat for the most errors. Um, oh. It was actually interesting to see that another Origin player, Coates, was just behind him. Now, I know that it's, you know, he's, he's one of those ones that's often, you know, a linking play in a set piece or he might be finishing something off. But... Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I haven't been 100% sold on him since he came back from um, when he ca- came back from his uh, NFL excursion. This Cowboys team, I find very difficult to confidently tip. I'm. I'm going to go manly with little confidence, but I think that. Um, I, I just feel as though if they are able to include some of the outside backs, I mean, blokes like Jason Saab, I think have been... Um, Someone's been good. Yeah, I think he's got 11 tries in his past eight games. Uh, so I, I'm going to go Manly just purely on the fact that um, this is a, a really important part of the season for them, a bit of a tipping point as it is for the Cowboys. But I see Manly needing to win these games to stay on top of the in in, in uh, contact with the top eight. And I actually think they'll finish in that top eight. Um, I don't have too many concerns about Trebojevic backing up. Uh, yeah, but he's coming up against some pretty big players on the other side too in Tamalolo uh, Hess. Um, yeah, so it'll be a great game. I actually think this will be a, a really entertaining game to watch. But um, it's in it's in Sydney... And, um, yeah, I, I think the halves for Manly, I've got a bit more faith in them being able to settle and control the game. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with them. Yeah, I, I, I did. All right. And just on Valentine Holmes before yeah. we move to the next game. Did he play last night? <laughs> he was on the team sheet. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to picture him out there. I can't. I know. And that's, yeah, that says a lot, doesn't it? Well, it's going to be nice and fresh for this game, then, isn't it? Yeah, and, 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 and I cannot, I cannot place him out there. Yep, he... I can place Felt out there, and I can place. Yeah, you know... says a lot about the uh, New South Wales kicking game and how accurate it was, and yeah. him kicking to who they wanted it to go to. Yeah, no, no. Yep. yeah, it was like he wasn't there. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, there'll be plenty of people. Um, there on Friday night at 7.55 to see the Sharks take on the Panthers. Uh, this is going to be another interesting one in regards to uh, the origin implications. I'll talk about the Sharks first of all. Um, they've, they've had a week off and they've actually got uh, a few players coming. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Uh, they've, they've actually got... One change to the side to beat the Titans. I'm just looking here, comparing the sides. Sorry, guys. Uh, Andrew Fafita's coming into the bench. Um, we've got Harati and Wilton in the reserves. Um, Hamlin Newelli's still not there. I think he's still got another week to go. So just looking over the uh, shark side there. Uh, a lot of the news, I think, may, um, may center around this Panthers side. Now, 
Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, Isaiah Yeo, Brian Toto, Liam Martin, Kirk Capel have all been named as reserves at Picoraceos in the starting side. So if you actually have a look at the um, the team that's been named, uh, all the reserves are basically uh, the origin players. So it'll be, um, be interesting to see how they go in regards to uh, putting the team together for tomorrow night. Um, we know that Nathan Cleary had that deep laceration to his cheek. What they're telling us is that um, early indications show that there's no fracture. It's just a cut. So he he's had a few stitches and uh, there's no structural damage there. Brian Toto also had some stitches to a cut above his eye. He's got a bit of a cork knee. Uh, the only other change really for the Panthers is uh, Leota coming back from suspension with uh, Spencer Linu going back to the bench. This game, uh, usually, Griffo, you'd say that... Um, you know, Penrith would be able to do away with the Sharks. We saw a origin-depleted Panthers last week really struggle and go down to the Tigers. Very hard one for the tipsters to uh, to tip. Um, we're really not going to know much um, until uh, an hour before kickoff, are we? Graham, um, I think we might know a bit now. I think... Oh, it's uh, just been announced. We're 24 hours updated, in. Updated version... Um, He's resting them. Most of them, uh, yeah. Well, the yeah. only one that's listed, and he's on the extended, uh, like he's you know on the reserves, because uh, the squad of nineteen now is Liam Martin. Yes. Okay. Um, yep. So as we said, we're recording this uh, twenty-four hours from the game. It's just been updated. So in effect, Griffo, for the purposes of previewing this game now. Um, it's 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 basically the uh, is it fair to say we've basically got the side that took on the Tigers last week, uh, much. taking on the Sharks. Yeah, that, that worries me. That would make Penrith fans nervous because last week uh, was was a tough outing for the Panthers, going down by twenty points. Yeah, I'm concerned about this. Um, even if you throw Martin in. Which I hope they do. It doesn't solve the problem from last week, which was uh, which was the attack, which was almost rudderless. Um, that's not changing. I really have to think about this tip now. Um, this this could sway thought, me towards the sharks. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I I burnt myself last week. I, I I did believe that the Tigers were going to beat Penrith, and um, tipped that way, and then went in and changed it. Uh, well, you could still do that, and uh, yeah, look, this this team, uh, the forwards have been boosted by Leota and Apisai Corisau, um and and potentially Liam Martin he'd make it he didn't play too many minutes last night so I I, I would just throw him in there to be honest yeah, you'd think he'd be good to go yeah I, I I don't think you need Mitch Kenny um as a backup because Apisai Corisau was not did not play at all and he missed last weekend 
I think he will certainly improve uh, the direction of the team. But yeah, I just uh, yeah, I, I don't know about Tyrone May at number seven. Um, I don't know about Matt Eisenhuth at uh, thirteen. I, I I just think he's too slow to to play that role. Um, he's a good guy coming off the bench as a prop uh, for that rotation. But I would, um, and they can't do it now with the players listed, but I'd, I'd think Tyrone May at number 13 would be a better option, but they've got no one else now to um, to play in the halves. I would have liked to see Jerome Luai uh, play, at, uh, play at seven with Matt Burton. Look, you, you've really got to think Cronulla should be the favourites for this game. Um, it's it's very much a danger game and a game that, you know, if, if Penrith did have a full squad, well, it's a no-brainer that they win. They've um, they've given the Sharks some absolute hide-ins over the last, I think, three times they've met them. Um, it's not going to be like that tomorrow. I look at these teams and I think, I think the Sharks, you know, they're getting back to full strength. Particularly what worries me is their back line. Um, Johnson, Moylan, Will Kennedy, um, they've all got points in them. Ramian is back. He's, he's handy. Uh, Ronaldo is a, is a good winger. Connor Tracy has got plenty of speed. He's been going well. And then the experience of Chambers there. Yeah, well, look, I probably will end up tipping Penrith because I'm, but I'm not thinking they're going to win again. It's, it's, I'm not, not nonplussed by, by what I'm seeing. They, they, they were terrible in attack last week. It's, it's going to be tough too because, you know, we, we haven't talked a lot about the Sharks. They had a period there where they had quite a few players injured or suspended. They've got a lot of troops back on deck now. Um I, I, I actually look at, you know, we, we go back to our origin preview and we're looking at the back lines and where the points are going to come from in regards to the players on the field. Uh, I think there's a, I think there's some points in the Sharks team if you look at that Absolutely. back line. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. That's They've had no trouble scoring points this year. Their problem's been stopping them. Correct. Um, so I really like what um, Will Kennedy's been producing this year. Um, in attack, you look at the skill of Moylan, Johnson, and, and Will Kennedy. You think, gee, they're going to score some points. Yeah, you got Chambers, and as you said, Ramian. Yeah, we're also remembering. We've got to remember too. Um, yeah, Connor Tracy. He's just sort of slotted in wherever they've needed him in that back line. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually, um, I reckon Griffith. I'm going to tip the Sharks in this one, given those changes to the Panthers call. side. And call. that's a big call given that, you know, we, we know the Panthers' record. It would be the first time that they would have lost two games in a row since rounds 22 and 23 in 2019. Yeah. So we've got to go back almost two years for them to lose back-to-back games. But obviously it's a different set of circumstances. We've said all the way through the year that if anything's going to derail Penrith, uh, it will be origin. It's the... Um, I suppose the downside of having so many great players and so many good players in form around this period, 
uh, you might have to play a few few club games without those players. I'm I'm going to make a super bold prediction, Griffo. This is I know this is going to be very uh, very controversial. I reckon that you know we can play this back and make me sound like an idiot next week. I think that when we do next week's podcast, the Melbourne Storm will be on top of the NRL ladder. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's a very strong possibility. I actually um, think that's going to be the case. Yeah. In saying that, Ivan Clear is a smart guy. He's playing the long game here. He oh, don't yeah. Care. He don't care about the minor premiership. No. They got that last year. Yeah, that, that, that they don't. that's true. You could ask any Penrith fan, how badly do you want to win the minor premiership? So, no, no, no. I'd rather win the grand final. And, you know, even though we're getting into the season, as we said, we're over the halfway mark, premierships aren't won in June. They're won in the first week of October. And, yeah, even if Penrith... I, I think for the longevity of this team, resting the players isn't a bad idea, especially considering they're playing on Friday. Yeah, two days after, that's that's yep. when, as an athlete, you're going to hit that peak soreness. Um, and I think that um, just given given the, uh, the the struggles, especially around the halves that they had last week, Penrith, I'm going to go the Sharks in this one. Fair enough. Um, I'm thinking that's probably going to happen, but you know, I think I'll probably still tip Penrith against my, uh, my better judgment. I just think... They, they really did struggle in attack last week. Yeah. The difference this week, Graham, is they have had, obviously, another week of training together, those backline guys, so you'd think they're going to be a little bit more fluent. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm concerned. Yeah, I'll that's... feel better if Liam Martin's out there. Yep, he'd be a big plus. Um, and I, I don't see any reason why... He wouldn't back up unless he's copped a knock that we don't know about. I mean, the kick to the guts is the only one I can remember. <laughs> but um, uh, you, don't, you don't know. It's a hard and fast game origin. There, there are probably plenty of bumps and bruises that don't make the media. A guy that, um, I, I, that I had made his debut last week, I thought he went all right, was Lindsay Smith. He's not. He wasn't named. No, um, him and him and Salmon were the um yeah, were the players to drop out. Yeah, they to drop out. Um, hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So I thought he actually he he probably went better than the other forwards. Uh, uh, taking Fisher Harris out of that, who who was consistent, you know, he's, he was he very good as he does. Yeah, he was very good last but week. But the, there was a few others that uh, were a little bit disappointing, and I just uh, I just don't. Like the look of Matt Eisenhuth wearing the thirteen, uh, I just think that your lack of mobility is in this new era of um, of six again, fast plays and whatnot. I just think that is not a recipe for success. Yeah, very different um, to what um, Isaiah Yo offers. Absolutely. And look, this is not a criticism of Matthew Eisen. He's played every game. He's been good. But it's a different, different style. Yep. It's a different role. Yep. He's coming on, you know, as a as an interchange prop. We're here in 13 these days. You are expected to have a little bit of mobility and creativity. You got to be a ball player. And he's not either. He's not no. those. He's, he's, he is what he is, which is a, 
you know, a guy who's going to cart it up and, and make some meters, and he's good at it. But anyway. Maybe looking to shore up the middle in defense. That might be a... I don't know. A point. Anyway, we'll, we'll find out. I don't think it doesn't even doesn't do that, Graham, because of the lack of mobility. Oh. True. Yep. Yeah, that lateral movement's not there. But yeah. anyway, we'll find out tomorrow night. Um, two great games to start the uh, to start the round, and uh, you know, two two tough ones for the tipsters. All right, moving on to our Saturday matchups. Uh, the third game of the round is going to take place up on the Gold Coast with the Titans, who have. Slipped down to 12th place. They're going to host uh, the 5th place Roosters. So it's going to be pretty tough for uh, the Gold's, Gold Coast side this week. Um, we do know, if you're you know following the judiciary, that Fodawaka has been suspended. Um, and we also mentioned uh, Angus Crichton earlier on. Uh, he's actually going to make his return as well. So um, overall for the team news, uh, apart from Fodawaka missing the match uh uh, that one match bear for that con- uh, dangerous contact charge we talked about earlier. Um, AJ Brimson, uh, we know he had a bit of a knee injury in Origin Camp. He got through. He's expected to back up. Um, the other thing to, to notice has been a lot of talk about Jaden Campbell. Uh, he's a pretty impressive youngster from um, what everyone's saying. He's uh, on the reserves list. He'd be uh, my pick should... Uh, Brimson not be good to go. Uh, the word from the club at the moment is that Fafida, Tino, and they're, they're, they're going to be monitored. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, Anthony Don and Mitch Rain are in the reserves. They were uh, ruled out of the game against Melbourne. Uh, Don with the hip injury and Mitch Rain with the with the shoulder. So be interesting to see if there's some late inclusions there, uh, particularly given the fact that we've got a few players that are backing up from from Origin. Uh, for the Roosters, uh, they've named James Tedesco. Um, look, if he, for whatever reason, doesn't pull up, uh, you'd imagine that Joseph Suwali might slot in. He's on the uh, reserves list. That'd be interesting if he does, because it might be his first chance to uh, play at fullback. Uh, the other injury, uh, sorry, the other news in regards to the Roosters side, as I said, we've got, uh, Angus Crichton playing this week. Isaac Liu has been included after an eye injury in round 12. Uh, Sam Walker, he's back in the number seven. You'll probably remember that, uh, prior to the Roosters having the bye, we talked about a few niggling injuries that he had. Uh, he was rested and they reckon he's fresh and ready to go. Um, for those who love a good stat, Jared Rhea Hargraves is playing his 250th NRL game this week. Another tough one, I suppose, here, uh, Griffo, given the fact that there are a few um, origin impacts. Interesting thing, looking at this uh, Roosters side, though, historically we're, um, we're used to them being impacted significantly uh, due to origin. But uh, they've really got well, James Tedesco's backing up, given that uh, Angus Crichton wasn't able to, to take part. Um, so really, minimal impact. You're actually seeing the 12th place Titans impacted uh, more, and I think if their players don't back up, they could be in real trouble. Yep. I don't, I don't see this as a, a hard one to pick. I just think the Roosters win. Yeah. Um, 
Gold Coast. They they were okay last week. Um, probably well, they did have the chance to win if if some passes had been thrown, particularly by Brian Kelly. Had a few opportunities to pass to his winger and either didn't oh, pass or left it too late to pass. They bombed some tries last week. They bombed some tries. They did. Um, their defence was better last week than it's been for a while. Um, but I just think, you know, the Roosters, they don't tend to lose too many games against teams that they're expected to beat. Um, and, they, you know, they're going to be fresh because they did have the, the bye last weekend. Um, so I think this fresh team of Roosters might just have a few too many uh, points in them. Um, without yeah. having looked at all the games, I'm even considering this maybe as my joker for the week, but that's not confirmed yet. No, need to see the other games a bit more closely, but I'm definitely going to Roosters here. Yeah, there's a couple of contenders, I reckon, for joker this week. Uh, this is one that's in the mix. I, I too agree that uh, I think the Roosters will get the job done. I'm, I'm actually looking for a big game from Angus Crichton, given the fact that um, all of the Blues players stood up last night. He's He's got a couple of weeks here to demand his inclusion in the Origin 2 side. I even think that if um, they rest Tedesco... I, and look, I would rest Tedesco. I think this is a good opportunity to give him a bit of a break. I know they had... Um, you know, obviously the bye last week, but he's been in origin camp. He played a game uh, last night, and I'd actually be really interested to see what uh, Joseph Suwali could do in the fullback role. So small part of me as a neutral fan is hoping that Tedesco does get rested and we get to see a bit more of Suwali at fullback. Regardless of who's in these sides and how they're made up, I'm pretty confident that the Roosters get the job done in this one. All right, second game on Saturday is uh, also going to take place... Um, oh, sorry, it's uh, taking place in Sydney. It's not also taking place in Queensland. It's taking place in Sydney. I'm looking at the wrong game. And I should know this one because it's the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Stadium Australia hosting the Newcastle Knights. Um, this is yet another team, uh, South Sydney, who have had a lot of players uh, take part in the Origin game. Very interesting that when the teams were announced earlier on in the week prior to the Origin... The two Queensland representatives of Dane Gagai and Jai Arrow were not named in the team. Uh, the decision was already made that they would be rested. We know that Gagai was, uh, I think he was actually in hospital at one stage last week with an illness. So um, maybe that might suggest his, uh, his lack of involvement last night in the game. But we know he'll take no part in the game for the Rabbitohs against the Knights. Obviously, um, they're going to be monitoring and having a look at the other players in the, in the squad. Uh, Damian Cook, Latrell Mitchell, um, they're, they're two players that obviously we'll uh, keep an eye on. And we know that um, Cameron Murray got that uh, got a bit of a bit of a knock as well, a bit of a head knock. So I, I think if anyone out of that team is uh, less less likely to play, it could well be Cam Murray. But you know, keep in mind that uh, Cook played big minutes as well. Mark Nichols, one of uh, Griffo's favourite. Smashing, baby. He's actually uh, he's starting prop this week, which is a, a great result for him and a good reward for his hard work. He he copped a head knock last week, um, so they're just monitoring him this week at training. For the uh, Newcastle Knights, we know that Daniel Saifiti uh, played in the uh, Origin game last night, so 
they'll obviously keep an eye on him. Uh, this week, we've got Phoenix Crossland playing uh, halfback. Uh, he's uh, playing alongside uh, one of the switcheroo players in Jake Clifford. Uh, in other news, um, Stafford Toa, he is out injured. So Kurt Mann is going to play in the centers. So uh, he's he's played a bit in the halves this year. So um, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to slot everyone in there and ensure that they've got... Uh, the best possible team on the park, given the circumstances, because we also know that Pong is also out of this side as well. Griffo, you mentioned uh, possible games where, um, you know, you might want to use your Joker and the Thief or your Margin in some other tipping comps. A lot of people would say that if the South Sydney um, players in, you know, Latrell Mitchell and Damian Cook and Cameron Murray back up, uh, Jaden Sewer, obviously, the other player that played Origin. I forgot to mention him. If all those players are on deck for South, uh, it could be a long night for the Newcastle side. I think it could be. Um, yeah, this this has got to come into calculations for uh, um, margin, uh, biggest margin of the week. Um, yeah, you just with all these... Uh, well, South had six guys out uh, on the field last night. So I'd be surprised if they all play, although you did, did say that the, the two, two of the Queenslanders... Um, They're definitely going to ...an arrow, yeah. Uh, but we also know Wayne Bennett. He um, He's keen to rest players after Origin, going off uh, what we've seen in the past. Yeah. Um, Even if the Origin players are out, yeah. do Newcastle yeah. have enough to beat no, beat South so. anyway? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm just trying to work out who would go to fullback um, for South. Oh, well, Alex Johnson. Alex Johnson. Yeah, and I'd say Johnson. then uh, Josh Mansour would probably come onto the wing. Uh, possibly, yeah. Or Tao Tao Moga. Yeah. Because yeah. what you got to understand too with this South side, um, you still got Liam Knight, Patrick Mago on the reserves yeah. list. There's 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 still a yeah. bit of depth there's, there. There's some names there. Yeah. yeah. And they've all also got you know Benji in the uh, in the yeah. um, on the interchange bench, so he could he could take part in that back line if Latrell's out. Yeah, sounds for me, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and and as we said, even even though South went through that period there where they lost a couple of games, um, well, they lost that game to the. Um, they got belted by the Storm. They got belted by the Panthers. They they bounced back. Uh, pretty well against uh, the Parramatta Eels in their last start, which um, and and look what we've got to also remember too is um, the Newcastle Knights they got absolutely belted by that parasite that South beat the week before. I know it doesn't always work like that, but they were they were very poor. We talked about them in the uh, special Origin preview and uh, round thirteen review earlier on in the week. And um, you know, I, I just can't see it turning around this week against the South Sydney team yeah, who are playing at home. And uh, yeah, regardless of who lines up for South, uh, I think it'll be uh, a tough one for Newcastle. Okay, so rounding out our Super Saturday for round 14, uh, we're going to head down to Canberra to see the Raiders take on the Broncos. Now, very interesting here to see that, um, you know, this game, traditionally you see the Broncos um, 
affected significantly by Origin. They do have a lot of players. Um, they're, they're just... I think I feel like Kevin Walters, I don't know if he just throws everyone in the name, you know, all the squad puts a name in a hat and he's pulling them out and, and seeing where they all land. He's done a you know a bit of a bit of a shuffle around. I mentioned it earlier on in the week that um, we're actually going to see Carmichael Hunt play his first NRL game since two thousand and nine. He's the new five eight for the Broncos. He'll be partnering Albert Kelly. Uh, so the uh, the the hokey pokey from Milford, where he's in and he's out, continues. Uh, in regards to Origin news, we know that Payne Haas and Xavier Coates um, are included in the squad that was named, but. Yet again, we, we, we don't know. They're going to um, obviously keep an eye on them and a decision will most likely be made on Friday in regards to that. Uh, Mead and Ricky are uh, some of the players who are on standby. For the Raiders, uh, they're obviously going to keep an eye on Jack Whiten. He didn't play many minutes, so I'd actually uh, imagine that he'd be good to go if he hasn't picked up any significant injuries and all reports would suggest that uh, that is not the case. Uh, they've got Bailey Simonson uh, this week at fullback. Um, Sammy Valame is on the wing this week. Uh, Papa Lee returns from suspension. So uh, he was a notable uh, mission from the Queensland side uh, last night. He'll get his opportunity this weekend to return. And we also see um, uh, Joseph Tarpane come back onto the interchange bench for the Canberra Raiders. Uh, look, I, I have no problems in saying that the Raiders are the disappointment of the season so far, Griffo. They're sitting in 13th spot, having only won four games. Um, the Broncos, though, they've also been disappointing. Uh, they're yeah. sitting in 15th spot. Uh, I see this as a real opportunity in Canberra for the for the Raiders to, um, uh, uh, to show some form. But you, you, just, you just don't know at the moment, do you? No, you don't. But um, I'm tipping the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, is that uh, is that is that more so because of something you've seen in the Raiders, or the fact that you just can't tip the Broncos? I think it's more the latter. Um, They're the lesser of two evils because I've they? seen nothing from the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, not for a long time. Uh, interesting that. Josh Hodgson comes back in the number nine. Uh, it's the yes. first time he's been listed as a as a nine for Canberra for, for quite a long time. Um, so they'll be looking to him to to set up play, uh, bearing in mind that the Williams that wears the number seven now is uh, is Sam Williams, not George. Um, a lot of backs there that. Maybe, you know, don't have a lot of experience for Canberra. Um, but, uh, yeah, they do have Jack White and they, they really need him to fire. They do have a good forward pack. Uh, Papali, doing him a slow, he's back in favour. He was out of favour for quite a while. Yeah. Harawira, uh, Mayra and uh, Whitehead both got, you know, well-credentialed second rowers, and, and Ryan Sutton's been pretty good for them. I like their bench too. Yeah, the bench looks good. Starlin, uh, Emery Gula, uh, Soliola's uh, back in favour, and, and Tarpany at his best is a really good player. But uh, my concern is, is the opposition. 
the opposition forwards, they're actually, again, on paper, they look quite strong with Lodge, uh, Haas up front. We know Haas had a wonderful game for New South Wales. Yeah, he did. Uh, Turpin, the hooker, and then you've got Alex Glenn, Pungai Jr., who, who can potentially uh, be as damaging as anyone in the game, but he's not consistent. And then Flegler, who who was a pretty consistent performer, but I can't tip Brisbane after you know the, their last half of football, which was I think against the Dragons, where they were just dreadful. Hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's by default that I'm tipping Canberra. Yeah, I, I think a lot of tipsters this week uh, in their tipping comps are going to have Canberra just for the pure fact that uh, Brisbane's been so disappointing. And the other thing too, I know a lot of people will, will base their tips on uh, who the te- home side is, but uh, to give you just a, a stronger reason to go with Canberra in Canberra, um, the Broncos have actually lost 16 of their past 17 games away from home. They've been, I mean, they've been horrible in Brisbane, but they've been uh, struggling a lot on the road as well, and that would have to push a lot of tipsters towards Canberra this week, you'd think, Griff. Yep. 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 So... If you're in your tipping comp this week, uh, Canberra from both of us, guys. All right, so uh, our next game will take place on Sunday at 2 p.m. This is a Warriors home game at Gosford. Uh, They'll be taking on the Melbourne Storm. In regards to team news, uh, Aiden Vanilla Blake is uh, on the reserves this week. Uh, they're hoping that he'll get through uh, training. He hasn't played since he picked up that knee injury against the Roosters in round four, so he was a big, uh, big signing and addition for the uh, for the for the Warriors, and uh, he's a player they'll hope to get back. Two of us are Sheck back in fullback. Uh, as we know, Reese Walsh has been suspended. Uh, that's a that's a blow for them because he was uh, in great form. Nikarima suffered a head knock against the Cowboys, but they reckon he's all good to go. For the Storm, uh, Big Nelson, Asafa Salamona, is going to miss the game after being found guilty of a contrary conduct charge on Tuesday night at the judiciary. Uh, in other judiciary news for the Storm, Ramus Smith, uh, he had his high tackle charge downgraded, so he'll be good to go. Origin impacts, uh, well, we've got Cameron Munster, uh Felice Kafusi, Josh Adokar, they've all been named in the starting side, whilst Harry Grant and Christian Welch have been named on the bench. As always, the um, the word from the club is that we'll monitor the players and see how they go. Um, the other interesting thing I noticed is that Kenny Bromwich was named. Now... We were actually hearing that he was, um, you know, supposed to be sidelined for a couple of weeks with the uh, rib injury he suffered last week against the Titans. So, not sure what's happening there. First thing they were telling us was he's out for a couple of weeks with a rib injury. Then they name him in the side. So, uh, keep an eye on that one. If um, Yeah, I'd I, I definitely keep an eye on that one because he might be a late scratching. And if so, you'd imagine um, you know, possibly a Tom Eisenhuth from the reserves popping into the squad. I think so. I'm yeah. not sure why he's, why he's not there. Was it was he injured last week or I'm not too sure what the uh what the story is there with Tom Eisenhuth at the moment because he's been in uh he's been in very good form since he's been at the yeah, uh, the but, storm. Uh, 
I can't remember who they played last week. Um, they was the played Titans. The Titans. And he, yeah, he, he didn't actually play that game. Yeah, so... Uh, it was listed in the second row um, when we did our preview, but I'm assuming they must have had some injury that ruled him out. Yeah, so... Uh, thought that he would have been there, but... Uh, that's the only yeah. thing I could imagine would keep him out because he's been, he has been in good form. Um this week, I said earlier on in the podcast, I feel as though the Storm could be on top of the, the table by the uh, the end of the round. That would mean Panthers lost a Storm win and Storm covering you know, about 20 points in for and against. Um, what are you making of the Warriors at the moment, Griffo? I want to talk just quickly about, you know, we've been talking up... Uh, Reese Walsh and uh, you know the uh, the impact he's had at fullback. Um, he's uh, he 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 got suspended, and you know many punters would say rightly so. He's going to be missing this week. Two of Arsashek going back to fullback has fullback covered, but you've got one less uh, you know strike weapon in that uh, back line now coming up against a really strong Storm side. Yeah. I... I think the Warriors have been pretty good this year. They've they've lost a few games by small margins, um, but without Reese Walsh, I don't know that they're going to have the firepower to to trouble the defence of the Melbourne Storm. Um, the Storm are not back at a hundred percent full strength, but they're pretty close now. Um, it's it's Pat Matthewson uh, who's not there. Mm. Um, Harry Grant is listed on the bench. Christian Welch is listed on the bench. Um, you'd be surprised if he plays after having a head knock. That That's true as well. Of, yeah. um, last night's game, you mentioned uh, Big Nelson's out. So, um, yeah, there could, could be a couple of spots there ready to be taken by by those guys listed on the reserves there. Um, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm going to tip Melbourne because uh, they are Melbourne who generally win games and uh, I still think they've got a pretty good side. Yep. Uh, missing a few, yes, but uh, I think Cameron Munster will be very eager to show his best. Yeah, he'll want to get a good game under his belt after Origin. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. I I, I, I see the Storm winning this one as well, Griffo. And and this is another one of those um those games where if uh you know, if their origin players back up, it's uh it could be a a really long uh long afternoon for the Warriors. But even still, even without um without the origin players, um yeah, it but as you said, I'd imagine Munster to back up. I, I couldn't see any reason why Josh Adokar wouldn't play. Um, and, and and even still, if, if Harry Grant comes off the bench, even if he's not there, you've got Brandon Smith. Still a great side. Dale Finucane there in at, in at lock. Uh, plenty of strike power there. The The back line for the, um, for the Warriors doesn't, doesn't really impress me at the moment. Um, I think they, they need sort of one or two more players in there to to really show some strike power, and that's where Walsh was really, uh, um, you know, shoring up their attack at the back and providing some extra spark. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that you can tip the storm in this one. 
Okay, our second game on Sunday, we'll see the Parramatta Eels take on the West Tigers. This one's going to happen at Bankwest Stadium. Uh, should be a belter of a game. Uh, you know, a, a local local match with plenty of fans that won't have to travel too far to get to see this one at Parramatta. And given the fact that there's a day off work the next day for a lot of people, it's a great opportunity to get out to the football. Um, for the Eels, uh, Junior Paulo, we know had a um, had some great runs last night. Uh, they're hoping that he can back up and um, and take his part. Uh, they're also here. If we have a look at the uh, the the team for Parramatta, I'm just having a look here with Lussick. Joey Lussick is. Named to start at hooker after Reed Marnie's shoulder injury. Um, they've also got in the reserves Will Smith there, and there's been some talk that um, that he might be a bit of a backup for uh, for Joey Lussick. And we know Joey Lussick's only played about twenty minutes of first grade this year, um, so it'll be interesting to see how they go there. Whether they need a couple of blokes to. Um, to take that spot of Reed Marnie, that's a huge, uh, huge, huge, uh, huge blow for the uh, the Eels having Marnie out. Uh, Blake Ferguson, he's gonna stay in reserve grade for another week. Hayes Dunster's held his spot on the wing uh, for the West Tigers. Moses and Bai was um, limping off the field last week with a crook knee. They're expecting him to play. Uh, Offer Hengawi's minutes in origin uh, might suggest that he uh, should be good to, to back up and play uh, lock, but that's something they're obviously going to have a look at. Um, Parramatta sitting currently on the table, Griffo, in third spot. Uh, the Tigers, as we know, they're, 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 they're coming off a win last week. Uh They'll want to try and get another win against a, a, a big scalp of Parramatta this week to try and push for a top eight spot. But um, I, I think I think they're coming up a team against a, a pretty strong team this week uh, in the Parramatta Eels, and uh, it's going to be a bit tougher than what they came up against last week with the heavily depleted Penrith Panthers side. Yeah. Yeah, they were good last week. Yeah. Um... And it's it's basically the same side, um, just uh, often Galway come in and relegates uh, Alex Seifarth to the bench. Seifarth was really good for him last week. Um, this is going to be a good game, I think. Para, um, they uh, they won quite easily last week. Um, after two losses, so they bounce back. Uh, I, I do think they've still got uh, probably too much ability on their side for the West Tigers. Uh, but the Tigers will, will be growing in confidence. Um, they've got some players who have been very, very good this year, uh, principally Dane Laurie, Adam Dewehi, and uh, Brooks, I thought, was very good last week. Their forwards were strong last week, and it's uh, it's quite a quite a, a stacked bench with with forwards there as well. I think if they get a get an injury to someone in the back line, they might have a few issues. But, 
but uh, but yeah, I just think para at Parramatta Stadium, Banquest, sorry, Stadium as it's now known, uh, they, I think they'll be too good. Yeah, I agree. That's and 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 you know, I know I'd probably pick Para even if they were playing elsewhere, but that's become you know even even in the modern day a real fortress for them. They they they've been in pretty good form. I mean, they had that hiccup against South where they they went down. But last week, the points were just flowing. And um, I, I don't think the Tigers have the defence to uh, to hold the Eels out. And this is another game where you could see the Eels rack up a pretty decent score. So I think uh, the safe tip this one for all the pu- in this one for all the punters would be the Parramatta Eels. Okay, finishing out the round this week, we actually have a game on Monday, given that we have the, the public holiday... Um, the Bulldogs will host the St. George Illawarra Dragons at Stadium Australia, the second game of the week to take place at the former Olympic Stadium in Homebush. Uh, for the Bulldogs, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Marshall King has been named to make his return from an injury. Um, still no Lachlan Lewis or Corey Allen. They're probably looking at another week or so. Um, Dallin Martinez Lesniak does have a foot injury, but what they're telling us is that he'll play. Um, for the Dragons, Anthony Griffin has Tarek Sims on the reserve list, so he's not actually in the 17 at the moment. He was really good the other night. Um, I'd imagine if he's any chance of playing and he's uh, backing up well, I'd imagine that he would uh, come into the side. I would imagine that if he does come in the side, uh, that would probably push Jack Bird out of the forward pack and uh, back into the back line because we do see Jack Bird and, uh, named at number um, number 12 in the side, which is a spot that we haven't seen him uh, named in very much in the past. This is another good opportunity, Griffo, for a side to get a couple of points on the board to keep them in top eight contention. The, the Dragons are sitting in eighth at the moment. They've won six, lost seven. They'll be looking to make it seven and seven this week against the Bulldogs team. Who um well they they struggle to beat anyone. Yep, they do. <laughs> um, they did get uh, the two points earlier in the year over the Sharks. Um, maybe it'll be their only two points other than the bye, which they picked up last week. And uh, I don't know if they were crying last week uh, when they got the two points like they did earlier in the year, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the tears of joy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Dragons, uh, they were really good last uh, last time round in the second half against the Broncos. That's right. They put on a big score. Yeah. 52-24. Uh, yeah. A lot of it was to do with their out-of-favour fullback, Matt Dufty. Um, I just think the Bulldogs, they don't have enough points in them. Um, the Dragons, with Dufty, they do have points in them. Um, when he wasn't there, they struggled for points, but he is there. Um, they've had a they've had a, a better than expected year, the Dragons, and they still sit in the top eight. Um, they'll be looking to uh, square the ledger with wins and losses, and uh, and I think they will against the Bulldogs, who who really um, don't offer too much to to worry opposition. Um, there's some players in that side that you, you think are decent uh, 
decent enough players, and but collectively they they um, they just don't get the job done. So I'm I'm going to stick with with the Saint George Illawarra Dragons in uh, in a game that really um, it's it's not it's not a top liner this uh, this game on the public mm. holiday. No, <laughs> no, and. The, the the interesting thing about the Bulldogs is, and we we often say it, it's it's not even a, a case of you know them dropping the ball and having poor completion rate. What's even more worrying for the Bulldogs is that they hold the ball, they just don't know what to do with it. They just they don't know how to score points. Um, I don't I don't think they're taking enough chances in attack. I, I don't know if the dogs need to, to look at, you know, using the ball a bit more, promoting more offloads. Um, this is this is a real worry for the dogs, considering the Dragons showed last week that when given the opportunity, they can score points. They put nine tries on last week, and uh, with blokes like Matt, Matt Dufty in form, um, I, I only see the Dragons... Uh, getting the job done against the, the, the Bulldogs on uh, on Monday. So it's a, it's, it's a Dragons win for me. And me. The Dragons for both of us this week, and that rounds out our preview for round 14. So there's plenty happening in Rugby League. We've had two podcasts this week. We've got eight games of football to look forward to. Um, bit of a tough round in regards to tipping, I think, Griffo. Uh, and I'll be very interested to see how the sides line up for the games this week. But uh, really looking forward to, to some of the footy that's taking place tomorrow night, particularly, um, you know, seeing if the Seagulls can get the job done against the Cowboys and how a depleted Panthers side goes against the Sharks. Yeah, they're, they're two games that, uh, you know, we certainly can't be confident in who's going to win the game. Uh, could go either way. Uh, but uh, yeah, the position on the table uh, is is out the window for, for this Panthers Sharks game because, uh, as we said, uh, Panthers missing a lot of players. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, the Sharks really going to trouble them. Um, that yeah. first game, as we talked about, it's yeah. uh, it's a, pretty much a fifty fifty bet. I would think. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Six o'clock uh, tomorrow night. Definitely, I'll be sitting in a position very close to where I'm sitting right now, uh, and uh, and hopefully watching two good games of rugby league, uh, and particularly the second one. Uh, hopefully, a Panthers victory. Yeah, I don't condone betting, but those who are looking at the odds, it's just interesting to see how they have these these teams placed for tomorrow night's game. Um, the odds, it's funny, the odds are the, the same for the game. Manly are $1.54 with North Queensland, two fifty, and Penrith are $1.54 with Cronulla, two fifty. So not that we yeah, can know betting, but uh, that's, I think that's that they need to give the, the Sharks and Cowboys the more credit. Last week. They yeah. did it with the Tigers last week as well. And, um, you know, for those who are betting people and who, who got on the Tigers, they, they'll be... They've been pretty happy, but uh, yeah. that one should have been a 50-50 as well, I, I would have thought. But uh, anyway. But, you uh, know, not even in regards to betting, it's just interesting from our point of view to look at uh, how we've previewed the game but to see that a lot of uh, a lot of other, um, I suppose, experts and punters and so on and so forth, a lot of people are still uh, very keen on the Panthers and Manly tomorrow night. So... 
Um, yeah, we, we, we basically, what we're basically saying there is we think the Cowboys and the Sharks deserve a bit more credit. Um, and um, look, other than that, we hope that you enjoy the weekend's footy and we've got a long weekend. Um, so I hope everyone, if you're, if you're travelling, you're safe and uh, I hope you get the chance to get out to a game. And if uh, you do get out to a game, you enjoy yourself. And if your team's playing this week, I hope they have a win for you. And I want to wish uh, Her Majesty uh, a happy birthday. Yeah, thanks for the day off, Liz. Yeah, I don't believe it is her actual birthday, but uh, I think that was last month. But uh, we'll take the holiday every day, uh, every year. I look forward to uh, to celebrating uh, Her Majesty's birthday so we can have a day off. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, well, is she uh, 95? So I think, I think, do you know what we should do? If she makes 100, maybe we should send her a letter. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll sounds do that. a good idea. It's uh, it's a it's a bit of a recipe for longevity to be uh, to be royal, because um, a husband, of course, he made ninety nine, and I think right. on the radio this morning or yesterday it was his would have been his hundredth uh, birthday, and he would have got a letter from uh, from Lily Betts. Yes. It would have been interesting to see the letter, you know, whether he gets the standard one or whether she, you know, you know, might have thrown something a bit special in there. Yes. Yeah. Dear Philip. <laughs> well, I hope the Queen's got her uh, slippers on and she's sitting there with her beverage of choice watching the footy this week. Oh, she will I be. I know, we we will. Uh... She will be. I think she's, yes. a big, uh, she's a Dragon supporter, actually. Oh, is she? She is, yeah. Oh, uh, there you go. Goes back to... Uh... When I think maybe one of her ancestors um, actually <laughs> slayed. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't the happy dragon that they've got these days. No. <laughs> not happy or what. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think, uh, you know, I think she's pretty keen on uh, they, they wear the uh, the English colours of of, uh, of white and, yeah. of course, the red. Um, and it all, it all goes back to... Um, from George. To George, yeah, yeah. who uh, I, I believe may have been an ancestor. I'm not quite sure on the lineage of of George, but uh, yeah, uh, he, he did the job on the dragon. Uh, and, uh, and here we are. There we go. Well, plenty to look forward to this week. Uh, thanks, everyone, for being a part of the show and listening. Make sure you tell all your friends and uh, enjoy your week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.